It's a show is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Hi, this is Doreen. I'm Greg Shannon's mother, and I'm listening to... It's a show. Oh, golly. You give me more notice on this one before you do that again, eh? Well, I can practice. Oh. It's a show. I don't know. My special guest this week on the It's a Show podcast, Meg Tucker, from Mornings with Mike and Meg on 100.7? Yeah. Cruise FM. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that radio station cracks me up. The voiceover image guy. Yes. Says all the things. The one that you guys keep playing, and, you know, I'm trying to justify in my mind being an old radio guy if this thing is burnt or we should keep it on. Okay. Is the... Oh, Barbara, are you telling me that you're being catty, Barbara? And, like, he has this conversation with him. So, no, Stella, I don't think so. And he's just doing this back-and-forth conversation. First time I heard it, I thought, oh, my God, what the hell is this? Yes. Second time, I thought, pretty brilliant. Third time, fourth time, 50th, 60th time, I'm going, I... I think the guy's crazy. He's crazy. Uh, he's crazy. <laughs> he's crazy. He hears voices in the, his head and he just lets them out. I think they give him drinks and they put him in a room and they just say go. And let's be honest, we're jealous because that's the <laughs> ultimate gig. 100.7 Cruise FM. Since you've been listening to Cruise, do you hear a lot of your friends say, Carolee, have you done something wonderfully new with your hair? Why no, Barbara? I listen to Cruise. It makes me feel like I have a twice a week trainer to keep me fit. Like you seem to. Carolee, are you being carried to my face? Yes, I am, Barbara. Ha! <laughs> Can you see why I don't like you very much? <laughs> yes, I can. We're cruise. Right? This woman is a wife and a mother and a successful morning show host in Red Deer, Alberta, Canada. And of course, not happy with that, she bites off another project, <laughs> which is called Just One Bite, airing now on Shaw Television. Thank you so much. Is that not ridiculous? Because mm-hmm. we're not busy enough. We're not up early enough. And you built the whole website. We were just talking off the air about how you built your own website. And it's yeah. really great. And it, yes, for all of you geeks, it optimizes mobile. Yes, it does. And you can do the same thing on your phone as you can on the desktop. Looks great either way. And it's simple. It's simple. And I, I really thank you. I can't take full credit because it has come a long way. Technology daily blows my mind. Yeah. With how much we can do and how easy they make it. So, yeah, I do mornings, and because I'm not busy enough, I've always wanted to do a kid's cooking show. So I came up with an idea, and I pitched Shaw TV, and they said, sure, we'll give you four episodes. And then that was that. So then I went home thinking, crap. What have I done? Now I have to make a TV you got to make it. So the process was Shaw. Was it fairly easy to navigate? You already had an in because you've done co-hosted sliced red deer for the women's yes. outreach yes which is a takeoff on chop canada and a yes. really successful takeoff raises money for women's outreach here in red deer which is a, an incredible cause look that up please <laughs> what was the process like the process was good in that i have a bit of tv background when i lived in toronto so i i covered film festival stuff and i, I know i, I saw some of your clips that was amazing silliness and and i Tiff actually, is on right now it yeah, is yeah. i'm sad i'm not there and i had a, a chance to my end to radio was quite different i won a contest i auditioned to become a correspondent for the show the bachelorette right in toronto so part Which of my morning ch- show chum at 104.5 chum fm you're kidding me so my the fir- radio station so my first job was at the time roger rick and Marilyn. Mm-hmm. now it's roger and Marilyn. legendary yeah 
and so part of my role was on radio every morning, every Thursday morning to dish about the episode. Right. And then every Thursday afternoon to talk with the drive guy, Darren B. Lamb at the time. So that was my intro to radio 101, you know, and then my other part of that job was TV. So I really got a sense of what both worlds were. Need and wanted. Needed, yeah. wanted. I love the immediacy of radio. I love the, I didn't like the hurry up and wait with TV. So right. I naturally kind of gravitated, was offered a job to be their entertainment correspondent. So I worked there for three years. Then I moved west. So I've always had a bit of a toe still in TV. And I love to cook, obsessed with cooking, love children. So I thought, I know what I want the show to be like. So I pitched it to Shaw and they do hear pitches for people who want to do an access production. Right. So as an access producer, you basically do everything. I was very hands-on. I created it, I cast it, I produced it, I got sponsors. Wow. I wrote the scripts. I just didn't direct it because I was hosting. So I did everything from A to Z. Right. And they are there with the camera crew. They're fantastic. They they are a brilliant team to work with. And I had to host a production meeting and a script meeting and I had to lead the meeting pretending I knew what I was doing. Nice. And had a great relationship since Slice. So I knew the crew and then we arrived on set and I had everything crossed hoping that I hope these kids are great that I've cast. Kids sent in audition videos, hysterical. And they say never work with kids or animals. And I dove in with 10 Alberta children. So I watched the episode, uh, <laughs> pilot episode. Do you still say that even though Pierce was involved? <laughs> <laughs> that little pumpkin. I said, I saw you, you mark my word. That kid's going places. <laughs> <laughs> he is a character, man. Yeah, wonderful kids. We have five kids for the first two episodes and five different kids for the second. And they were, I would say 80% of them were were. They were all awesome. 80% really wanted to be there. We're engaged. We're engaged. But it's kids. And my wife's an elementary school teacher. I know exactly of what you speak. A few kids <laughs> thought it was time to get up off the stool and leave. <laughs> Mid-scene. Yeah. It's like kids' soccer. But That's no filter. But no filter. That's the genius of it's, what you've done. Well, thank you. Yeah. They don't have a filter. They're innocent. They will they will say what they feel entertaining. They're entertaining yeah. and they're funny yeah. and that to me is i love comedy i love i love to laugh i think kids are hysterical i don't treat them like babies they're humans yeah and they're funny that's right so put them in a kitchen and and have them try ingredients that maybe are the worst thing they've ever had and then you cook with them and then you eat and you know what at the end of the day if they don't like it that's still funny and it's fun i love that at the end so pierce goes no thumbs down hate it and stuff and you said (laughs) you put a hashtag on the screen i'm not i don't want to spoil it because everybody's got to (laughs) watch anyway this is class hashtag he ate the whole thing he ate the whole thing i hate it it's gross i hate it it's gross and then really but you're still eating (laughs) Wait till episode two. Uh, They're they're funny and it was emotional. It was very, very emotional because I I don't know where it'll go. I don't know what will come from it. But to think that you can take an idea and people like Shaw who will jump on it and say, all right, let's see if this will work. What amazes me about that team, it's so small. 
and they do so much and it's so well done like when they do an edit it's like like that sliced red deer show that you guys were a part of uh, for a couple seasons already and it's coming back again incredible it is incredible and and i really highly encourage if you if you watch a show whether it's a 30 minute show or or whatever you have no idea you may greg because you've been in tv but you idea what goes into it on the back end so you do your shoot days which are long days and that's fine but then for the past month we have been editing one episode and I'm talking an eight-hour day might net you two minutes and 20 seconds of finished product and coming from the world of radio audio it is so frustrating to watch someone edit video oh my god i want to stick a pen in my eye it's 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 truly i mean you renee rondo (laughs) well melanie timms who's she needs an award herself she is just it's remarkable what she does melanie would normally be on set she wasn't on set so here's someone who actually just takes all the footage and it's shot by three cameras so you've got three cameras worth of footage you've got three cameras worth of audio you dump all that footage onto one giant timeline and she wasn't there so she doesn't know what's coming next she has to with me clean it up clean it up and put it together and say well I'm gonna look at Greg from this angle but then in the next scene I need the other angle so we ready on two take it it's insane to me and to be a part of that process on the back end has truly opened my eyes truly been awesome i'm super grateful to shaw for the opportunity and and i think that we're all very excited um we know that it's being offered in about 16 different areas or systems i guess if you will you're kidding me with shaw with shaw but it's been offered straight across all of shaw right and we just found out yesterday whether ah we can say it it's um going to be on shaw direct so it's now going to be national that's fantastic and then when i was there yesterday four other markets picked it up and i really feel like beyond the shaw world i have a website which is just one bite.ca so you can also watch it online in any country right so you never know so you, you said you know. don't know where it's going to go. Where would you like it to go? I would love for, I mean, my ultimate goal would be down the road. I would die to have a Food Network show yeah. with kids. Similar. I don't think, no, I know it's not being offered anywhere. It, there's not a show like it on TV. That would be my ultimate dream. Um, but it doesn't need to be Food Network. It, it could be anyone who says, you know what? Spike. To Spike TV. Just all Pierce kids. Just <laughs> yeah, all yeah. edgy kids. Face tattoo kids. <laughs> they got to have a place to get on TV. But too. probably what I feel would be for it to grow. Whether that's growing and a, and a, and a company sees it and says... That's a cool concept. Right. We could run with that. I would love for it to remain mine. I would yeah. love to remain involved with it. Yeah. Um, and and I don't know. I don't know. All I know is, well, we did that. Now what? More episodes for sure. And just more growth. And I've had a couple moms wanting me to teach classes to their kids for cooking. I'm not sure that that's... I don't have time for that right now. Yeah. I want to stick you with... You could. I, I, I could. I want to stick with the show and... And you never know. I mean, I say this, but Rachel Ray started by doing demos in a grocery store. Right. 
Well, there's the comedy part of the show, but also I was thinking about it on the way over. There's also the fact that you're introducing kids to good nutritional habits and getting them to think about that they are able and capable of cooking in a kitchen with supervision, obviously. For sure. And I think the biggest takeaway for me, which which you can, I mean, you can, you can plan six ways to Sunday. And then when you're actually on set and you have a four-year-old beside you, you forget. I mean, you open a can of tuna you just grab the can opener and open it. You don't think, you, that's we're adults, we just open it. But when you actually realize that they may have never even seen a can opener, I mean, you are so back to basics right. that I had to, just a lot of audibles, like all day long going, okay, I didn't think about this. Well, this yeah. scene just got six minutes longer, <laughs> yeah. but it's that's the magic of kids, you yeah. know? And I think that, they're shining for sure. I want to keep doing it. I, I, I'm not here to change the world, and I'm certainly not a trained chef. But I think if one kid can go home and want to make what we made, I got an email from a mom who said on the way home she had to stop and buy one of the ingredients because her kid wanted to cook with, she wanted to eat more fresh fennel, which is coming up in another episode. God, and I'm like, doesn't? are you kidding me? <laughs> It's your go-to, isn't it, Greg? <laughs> You're listening to It's a Show with Greg Shannon. We're here 24-7, 365 at It's a Show Podcast on iTunes and Facebook and at It's a Show Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Just one bite.ca. <laughs> the original episode is up now. And when do you upload the new ones? So every two weeks. Okay. So it would be every second Monday, which will carry us through straight through to November. I think we're going to do a marathon where we'll run them all back to back after. Nice. So eventually there'll be video on demand, Shaw Direct. But yeah, you can see them anytime on the website and share it share it with people you know share like it and with, share and like and share and tell people yeah you that's what I'm, food and food shows are meant for totally liking and sharing um how are you in the kitchen uh not great <laughs> do you help in the kitchen oh yeah yes good for you i attempt good yep i made chili on the weekend you did really good actually spicy or i prefer something with not spicy as so much as a tang i got okay. like a little tang so i shot a little bit of hot sauce in yes. there and leftover taco sauce good and those kind of things you. are just the little add-ins and now i think i got it where i want it good for you yep. could you post a recipe could you share a recipe with us well then i would have the lawsuit from looney spoons cookbook <laughs> the girls would uh, be after me but i just modify that recipe and that's how i Cooking's roll. fun it doesn't have to change the world that's the thing it's not fussy it can just be fun so yeah. i'm loving it and thank you yeah thanks for this this is great he's shaking my hand right now so good that was so professional of you <laughs> that's how i roll that's how i roll where's the green room and by the way i just wanted to ask you <laughs> in our outdoor location i'm shooting right before we started the show my buddies chris and drew from the concept realty group at yes. royal lepage 587-797-1744 or reddeersold.com if you're looking to unload or load up for the house and uh, they both have kids so they're wondering about the next <laughs> casting call Absolutely. They can go to justonebite.ca. They can click on the contact tab because we're asking if you are interested in being on the show, send us your information and then we'll be posting when kids can put together a really easy cell phone video even and submit it. Perfect. Kids four to eight right now. I got asked today when the adult version is. That'll be down the road. <laughs> Make that for New Year's. <laughs> With booze. Uh, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Just awesome. one bite. All right. <laughs> .ca. Thanks, Meg. Thanks, Greg. Hi, this is Steve Arsenal, and you're listening to It's a Show. Oh, oh, the best feeling I've ever known. Oh, oh, baby, you got my heart and my soul.
you can have Starbucks here, or we can have Tim Hortons at the other end. Uh, we'll do Timmy's. I'm That's a our Timmy's first guy. question. Okay, yeah. good. Now we know <laughs> Steve Arsenault is a Timmy's guy. And you were born in South Rustico, PEI. Yeah. I believe it to be the oldest Acadian settlement in Prince Edward Island. That's probably true, yeah. It was settled in like the 1700s after the Treaty of Paris. Did you know that? No, no I didn't. <laughs> so you just got back from a family vacation in the motherland. How was yeah. it? It was great. Uh, myself and the whole family went down for two weeks. So your wife, Selena, and how many kids do you two have? Two kids. I got a girl who's 11 and a boy who's six, just about to turn seven. So, so do they have names or just call them girl yeah, and boy? girl and boy. Well, we can call them other names sometimes, but uh, <laughs> Haley is my little girl and Austin is my boy. Right on. So, yeah. And how many times have they been back? Uh, we try to make it home at least a couple times a year. Really? Uh, yeah, it's that's what we try to aim for, but... It's expensive now that you're paying for, for four people to fly down there. Absolutely. So what is expensive. a plane ticket? What is a full hit oh, for a PEI? Well, it all depends when you book. If you can find a good deal, I think we booked around, it was like 500, six or, it was around 600 a person. So it wasn't that's too bad. That's not bad, bad yeah. yeah. That's not bad. And plus we got to stay at my parents' place too, so that saves on money. So relaxing and it's like, you, you get out there and it's just, it's nice and quiet and then... You just sit out in the deck, and it's just simple. You know, it's it's so good. You know, you're kind of in the middle of the province, so you're not. How far would you be from the ocean then? Oh, literally like two minutes. Really? Yeah, we live really close to the ocean, so that's that's what I love about it. Because it know? said that South Rustico is kind of like located right in the middle. Well, it's loaded right in the middle of PEI, but the ocean is like right, right, right. go down to the beach, and you're, you're right there to the water. So it's. Can't get any better than that. So I'm from Saskatchewan, so I don't want to talk. About <laughs> you got to drive a long way. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're getting our coffee. We're getting some Tim Hortons on me, on the show. What do you have? Large, extra large? We'll do large. You look pretty tired, man. You've been like, escaping all day, or? I, oh, I've been escaping, and then uh, I got beat up by a spruce tree. Uh oh. And uh, yeah, now I got revenge. Do... Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just working and then doing the show, and then I actually got to. I'm uh, doing a cool show with my buddy Dwayne Steele. He actually hired me to play guitar tonight for him to, at the Danes Ranch. And it's the 40th annual Ivan yeah. Danes Country Music Picnic. Yeah. And it's spelled pick, like guitar pick, yeah. Nick. Yeah. That's, how clever. clever is that? And I just got off the Facebook machine with my buddy Danny, who used to live right next door to Dwayne. And he yeah. said, do you want to go see Dwayne play tonight? So I'm coming to see you. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. What a great day we picked yeah. for the interview. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Let's get some coffee. Okay. So you started playing guitar at 18. Yes. Why so late? I still don't know why I started so late. Because you had a musical family, right? I wish I would have started a lot earlier, you know. It's like, uh, my family was pretty musical, but they weren't like, they weren't um, going out and performing in public places. But dad whipped the fiddle out if there was company or? You would have to like ask and ask and ask. If there was a kitchen party at the house, it'd be like, come on, Art, get your fiddle out. And Betty was like, ah, I don't know. Eventually he would, right? So yeah. it was stuff like that, good old kitchen parties. And my, and my older brother, my oldest brother, is a great like country singer, but he just doesn't do anything. No anything interest with in it. it. Yeah, he, well, he no interest in pursuing it, right? right. He just he just loves to sing. So and, what's he do uh, for a living? He's actually carpentry. He's got his own business back home in PEI, and that's what he does. So right on. He uh, he was kind of like one of the guys that inspired me quite a bit to be a singer and get into country music so it was it was stuff like that and you know it was like my sister took guitar lessons for a while and she gave it up she put the guitar in the closet and stayed there forever and then for some weird reason 
I happened to pick up that guitar one day and just bought some strings and I started never looked back it was your like, constant oh. companion yeah yeah, yeah. so that's amazing yeah yeah my kids are learning guitar and and my wife's always played guitar and you just see the joy yeah you know it brings joy to people yeah. yourself and other people Speaking of joy, you got your uh, single out on the radio. It's Finally. called Heart and Soul. I've been listening to yeah. it all morning, just on repeat. Yeah. To me, it's like a folk kind of vibe. It's really relaxed and. Uh, yeah. I took well, I'll kind of rewind a little bit. I I took a year off from music last year, just to kind of refocus and see what I really want to do. Yeah, because you guys had a. I'm friends with Mark Ron Kanye and yeah. uh, a bit with Maddie McKay, and you guys had some kind of. Yeah, we had like a little original band, like be, even before that. called Freestyle or? Freetown. Free Freetown. Oh, yeah, Freetown. Free yeah. Like, even before that, I was kind of doing my original thing. And then I kind of, when I met up with Mark and Maddie McKay and those guys, and we, we did a cover gig together, and something just clicked yeah. with all of us. And it was like, man, we should do this as we should make an original band. So we kind of got on to doing that and recorded like three or four songs and then um, that's right around the time that Maddie uh, ended up getting the gig as lead guitar player for Brett Kissel. So was this before or after you had the lead guitar gig for Canyon? This was after. George Canyon? Yeah, Just George after. Canyon was even before that. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, you had a good run with him and you yeah, went all over the world. Yeah, I did a little stint with him and that, that was great. Like we were into the States, like LA, and then we did a tour in Switzerland. and So cool. It was so cool. Yeah, it was. And um, I remember uh, I got the call asking if I want to be try out for George Canyon's band and I was like well, yeah sure I was yeah. like scared as heck I don't know, but I you know I figured I may as well try to take this opportunity so I took it and worked 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 these songs and I uh, played the first gig and they were like okay well we'll let you know after a few shows and stuff like that and um, we were out west somewhere I can't remember wh- where it was but we were playing and we were playing uh, some festival and mid part way through a song he turned around and looked at me he's like you got the gig son cool <laughs> so it was just like big That's, smile over the face and what a great story man yeah it was and i guess neat. it's like from their standpoint uh, a band has got chemistry so yeah. they can't just give jobs away they got to make sure that it's going to work right yeah so that lasted for a while and it kind of just you know i decided to get back into being i want to be an artist again you know i I love playing guitar and I, I focus on that quite a bit, but I want to get back to being an artist and that was the reason why I moved away from home. So I got back into that role, started pursuing that again, and then once again got sidetracked with meeting up with other musicians, Mark Brancagne, Maddie McKay, and we end up forming a band called Freetown. And um, that was an original project that seemed to have a lot of potential and it, it kind of fell apart just because uh, Maddie ended up getting a gig with Brett Kissel and we're like, you know what, man, you can't turn that gig down. Like, yeah. Brett Kissel is, like, on fire and, you know, he's on the rise to being, like, Canadian's top country act right now. Yeah. So we're like, you know, we weren't going to hold him back or anything like that. So once he left the band, the, the Freetown thing kind of, the original thing kind of just, the fire kind of burnt out. The songs sat there. They never went anywhere. So, right. and it kind of fell apart. That kind of got me thinking: What do I really want to do with my career? And and so you took music. a breather. Yeah. So I decided to take a break. I had the opportunity with uh, my day job, landscaping, to run a crew, and uh, so I decided to take it, which meant that I couldn't have that flexibility like I did before, with like going off every weekend and playing. Right. So chance I chance to pay some bills, make I had some to, money. Yeah, and... I had to commit and be there and be able to like teach guys how to build retaining walls and all that stuff and 
So I did it for the year, and it, it opened my eyes, and I was just like, man, what are you doing? This is not you. It made me uh, realize that, you know, I just don't want to do the 9 to 5 or the, in landscaping world, to be like from 7 to 7 <laughs> yeah. day of landscaping, and I, I really want to get back into music. So it, it kind of sparked the fire, and, and then the ball started rolling. I already knew these people that, that I ended up working with, and it was just a matter of uh, making a phone call and, and just getting the bolt getting the, that ball rolling. So it's and, another band member of Brett Kissel's, Justin, Yeah, who's producing these tracks for you. I end up hiring Justin to play for me, like, even before I did the Canyon gig. Right. So he was, like, really, really young guy, and, and right from the first time I hired him, I was like, man, he's, like, a great player. And every time I hired the guy after that, it was like he kept on getting better and better. And you could just tell, like, his work ethic was... He was just serious. Took it seriously, and, yeah. But just a great guy, you know, like to, to be around. And I really like playing with the guy. And then when I found out that he was actually starting to do a little bit of producing on the side, I was like, man, I'd like to Let's try work working with him. With him. Yeah. So, yeah. Now we got a song on the radio. Now we got a song on the radio. Oh, oh, the best feeling I've ever known. The single's called Heart and Soul, and tell yeah. me about putting this one together. Who'd you write it with, Jake and no, Dwayne? Or? Uh, this, I ended up writing the song. I had the idea for quite a while, uh, like the guitar line, for quite a while, and I just couldn't figure out what I was going to do with it. So anyways, I ended up setting up a writing session with um, a guy named Murray Pulver. Do you know Murray? I do know Murray. Yeah. So Murray's a great guitar player, uh, producer. Formerly of... Formerly Doc Walker. And, the legendary and, Doc Walker. Yeah, and other bands. And I've been friends with that guy on Facebook for a while, but it was just anytime I seen pictures of that guy or just heard things about it, it was nothing but good. He's, he just looks like a, a great person. He's happy you know? all happy the time. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's smiling. I, I think he's high. I don't know. <laughs> What it is. <laughs> Give me some of that. What you <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you doing? So, anyways, I, I arranged to do a, a writing session with him because he was in Calgary at the studio that I record at. So I went down uh, one cold winter night down to Calgary. He just finished doing some session work. So uh, we sat down. I kind of showed him what the idea that I had. And then it was kind of like he was a little burnt out just from working all day. But he's like, you know what? We're going to make something here so he kind of came up with a cool guitar hook for it and then once he came up with that it just seemed like all the lyrics started to kind of come out of me it was like his guitar lick made me like write the song and then he like helped out with writing the, the song as well so it was like it just happened really fast right after that it's and almost like a two songs in one because when you hit the bridge yeah it's so different it's like you know and you go what what am i hearing and yeah. it's just interesting the way that transition happens right yeah that was uh, an idea partly myself and justin cutting kind of we were like okay what what do we do to get From the song to, there. to like yeah. the step up for the ending and yeah it was like well let's, let's step up when we you know we were recording it i was like man i was loving how it was sounding and I told Justin, he was like, you know what, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to do bro country. Thank God. I, yeah, thank, thank God. Thank you, man. Eh? Let me shake you. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be derogatory, but I just don't like it. Yeah, I, and I it's, don't it's like just it. so overdone yep. these days and overproduced, and I want to keep it clean. I was cringing organic. waiting for the rap. Yeah. I, I didn't know if you'd have a rap in there. I figured for sure. That would be really <laughs> bad if you tried to rap. Rapping, yeah. <laughs> it's not your thing? Yeah. Not mine either. My daughter's a good rapper, but... <laughs> 
you ever need one on tour or whatever. Well, you never know. Maybe the next next song. I'm just looking at some notes here, and it says something about Jamie Warren. You've been writing with du- yeah. uh, with Jamie too, Jamie Dwayne and Jake and, Matthews. And Jake Matthews, yeah. Just at Dwayne's last night, kind of just going over some stuff. We end up writing a couple new tunes already, like since I was back. Um, yeah, a couple uh, of days. Yeah, like a few days, and so uh, we're we're working on one. Just getting it kind of demoed up that I'm really excited about that one. I'm, I'm thinking I'm probably going to record that as well. So there's been there's been a few songs that I've recorded other than the single Heart and Soul that I'm really pumped about, about you know, getting the studio. And he uh, got me hooked up with uh, Jamie Warren. And, well, Jamie's uh, homeless, so he stays at Dwayne's <laughs> quite a bit when he's bus ticketing through. I've known Jamie for a long time, too. I remember listening to some of Jamie Warren's, like, cassette tapes when I was, like, a kid. You know, like, one step back. One step back. It was like, man, I'm actually sitting here with Jamie Warren. Like, I remember Isn't like, it surreal? To freaking, you know, listening to your tunes when I was like 14, you know, in the basement. Just, That's what's know, cool. Even like Dwayne, too. Like, it was like, oh. man, I was like watching you on CMT all the time. Yeah. It's like, here I am, like hanging out with you and we're like that's why that's why this format is so great because these opportunities are here all the time and everybody wants to work together and they know what's good for you is good for them and you know it all works out i just want to say on behalf of it's a show and the whole team thanks very much for doing this and down with me it was a ton of fun getting to know you and uh i'm looking forward to seeing the gig with Dwayne tonight yeah thank you very much thanks for having me great yeah good to see you man thanks man you bet anytime I'm Cassie Hotpants-Suresh saying thanks for listening to this week's epic episode of It's a Show. It's a Show with Greg Shannon is presented by OpenHighway.com. See the future today and grow your business the easy way with OpenHighway.com. And by the world-famous Jackpot Casino in beautiful downtown Red Deer, Alberta. Check jpcasino.ca for the latest fun and giveaways.